What is the best example of B2B content ever? That's a great question. Let's ask the very best 10 B2B judges that we can find and the voting public to find out. Hello, listener, and welcome to B2B Q&A, the podcast where we go in search of an answer to your question about B2B content writing. This is episode 113, and as this year marks the 10th anniversary of our podcast, we're taking the very unusual step of trying to answer a question from me. Just what is the best bit of B2B content ever? To help me, I'm joined by one of the judges from our expert panel, from Rocky.io and the Sausage Factory podcast. It's Matt Laybourne. Matt, hi. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. The Sausage Factory. I've got to ask you about that. That's a new podcast, right? Love the name. You're talking about sausages <laughs> a lot. Yeah, so... Uh... <laughs> the the reason behind it being called the Sausage Factory is because our perception, at least me and my co-host Mark Willis, our perception is we're in a, a cycle of endlessly making content at the moment and not worrying about the quality of it, you know, the rise of AI and all of that type of stuff. So things have become a bit of a sausage factory. But the interesting side addition that I didn't expect for this is we're now this weird Venn diagram of B2B marketers and sausage enthusiasts and it's kind of this little interesting cross that's a circle <laughs> that's, that's, that Venn diagram is a circle yeah, yeah, yeah you think so but there's, there's been some discerning comments about um, certain types of sausages which again not something we expected to talk about on the pod <laughs> well you're very well qualified then if it's a, uh, if it, if it's a podcast about uh, content that stands out from the, the run of the mill. That's what we're, we're trying to get to the bottom of today. Before we go any further, I should probably introduce myself, shouldn't I? Uh, my name's David Maguire. I'm Creative Director at Radix Communications, which is the B2B tech writing agency. And the reason I get to take this self-indulgent step of posing my own question for this B2B Q&A is that after eight years, this is my last time in the host's chair of this podcast. Don't worry, I'm handing over to a fabulous rotating roster of hosts, George, Katie, Steve, and if you're very lucky, Kieran. And we have many more brilliant episodes in the pipeline for you. So don't worry, there is more B2B Q&A to come, just not with me. So, if you do have any comments or suggestions, or you'd just like to welcome the new hosts, you can find Radix on LinkedIn or Twitter. At Radix.com. And if you want the show to answer your question on a future episode, record a quick voice note and send it by email. Podcast at Radix-communications.com. Right. That's enough prevarication. Let's get on with the serious business of finding the best B2B content of all time. First, I should start by saying thank you to everybody who put forward their favorite examples of B2B content. We took all of your nominations and we put them in front of a brilliant panel of 10 B2B marketing experts, as well as senior Radix writers, who helped us to create five category shortlists. Best blog, podcast, long-form content, video ads, and a wildcard category for entries that kind of defied description. We had a public vote, 
and the winner of each category went forward to the grand final, the voting for which closed just a few minutes ago. And in a few moments, we will reveal who won. Matt, are you ready? I am very ready. I'm very excited. Let's do this. Are you sure? Yeah. Come on, let's go. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Best B2B blog post. My blogs are such a staple of B2B content marketing. It's no surprise we've got lots of strong contenders here. So thanks to Andrea Clatworthy at Fujitsu and Robin Collinge of WeTransfer, who helped our head of copy, Matt, and a senior copywriter, George, compile the shortlist. Now, they particularly enjoyed Beam's How to Write a B2B Blog Intro That Isn't Boring AF and Hank Barnes of Gartner's The Tyranny of More. But ultimately, the four they suggested were as follows. Andy Raskin's The Greatest Sales Deck I've Ever Seen. A Sure Hedge. The Chicken McNugget's Secret Ingredient is Not What You Think. Tom Roach on The Wrong and Short of It. And Velocity Partners, a stakeholder through the heart. So, Matt, having been writing blogs for a while, it feels to me like they've changed in nature a lot over the last few years in, in B2B, that they've become more of a mainstay of the content strategy where once they might have been um, SEO filler, I guess. Is that something that you kind of recognize? Why do you think it might be? Yeah, it's it's an interesting mix at the moment because, um, you know, things like programmatic AI are starting to kind of make the pendulum swing the other way a little bit again because we're getting this this kind of overpopulation of essentially fact-based articles. They don't have editorial quality to them. They're just telling the reader what they probably were looking for for that search term. And it's funny enough, I was talking about this earlier, but some of that is fine. Some of that is fine if someone wants a very simple answer to a simple question. But then you start to lose the the quality of you know where where does the editorial come in where does the the tone of voice the brand the you know the real kind of in depth exciting solution based content to those terms really start to come in so like blogs are going through a bit of a, a whirlwind and I think it's harder for brands at the moment just because of the way Google's trying to figure out how to deal with essentially an influx of content the the barrier to entry to make content could not be lower at the moment. So how do we discern the difference between good, bad and ugly, I guess, at the moment? And Google doesn't quite know that yet because I'm seeing so many marketers going, I just see bad content on search result pages at the moment. Mm-hmm. So the battle to be relevant and to be interesting is getting harder and harder. So I don't know, I'm kind of thinking the pendulum's swinging around a little bit and doesn't quite know where to land at the moment. I think that's right. And until Google um, can sort that out, it, it might be social and other places that really will help to um, reward the best blog content, I suppose, you know, the more there is this kind of wide base of low quality content, the more that the, the, the real imagination um, has to stand out. And I think that's, you know, something that we've seen in the, the, the winner, well, all of these blog posts, but in particular in the, the winner, which is a, a sure hedge, or I think they're now Alt 21, um, which is the chicken McNugget secret ingredient is not what you think, which was voted the best B2B content of 2021 by our listeners. And it's one again here. Uh, Andrea Clatworthy said, fab this, uh, quite long, but a great story, which I enjoyed reading. And Robin Collinge agreed. She said, I bloody love a 
metaphor to help me understand complex things. And it's super to see a blog post that's built around the kind of storytelling that AI will never be able to do <laughs> and, and it, people actually recognising the value of that. Yeah, 100%. And I think that's the interesting thing as much as there's a, there's a, you know, a bit of a, a shift in the landscape with, with Google search results and things like that. People will find and gravitate towards really good content. So social groups, Slack groups, uh, you know, internal, like, you know, sharing, you know, groups and things like that as well they'll they'll be like i found this awesome thing and i want to share it with you so the best will still rise above it we've just got a bit of a a slight traffic issue in the short term but or normal service will be resumed i'm sure don't worry so congratulations to you assure hedge the best b2b blog of all time best b2b podcast Loads of nominations we got here, which is a, a bit of a surprise, um, given that when you talk about B2B content, podcasts might not be the first thing you think of. But I guess it is all about getting that community who will identify with your content, stick up with it and f- end up nominating it for things. Uh, Matt, you're a podcaster yourself and you judged this category, uh, along with Doug Kessler of Velocity Partners and Irene Trindle of, of Say What?, uh, so what did you think? Um, really interesting category. The, the thing that I was listening out for, so I kind of did my own research recently to get my own pod up and running and go, what are the things I really like in a podcast? And one word always comes out and it's authenticity. So a lot of people are listening mm. to podcasts on the go, on the move, trains, buses, whatever it may be. And they want to hear something that is, you know, kind of a natural conversation, not someone kind of regurgitating, I don't know, frameworks or the best practice. It's got to be a thing, authentic thing between two or three people. Mm. Um, and that's what I think the very best in this category did for us. Um, Irene also sent us some audio and she found this category uh, pretty tough to judge, I think. I have to say, um, this has been a lot harder than I thought. It's a tough category. I think for me, the key thing is there is actually something quite arrogant in assuming that people are going to want to listen to you and your guests talk on and on for an hour or however long the podcast is. So if you do that, I think you do owe it to your audience to have something interesting to say and to be really well prepared and that you're offering them something that they can't get elsewhere um, or can't get elsewhere uh, faster or better. And uh, this is ultimately true for all content, really. Um, People's time is precious and you can't take it for granted that they are going to give it to you. Out of a long list, there were quite a few that caught the judge's eye. I think that between you, you commended Agency Phonics by Cactus, uh, Everyone Hates Marketers by Louis Grenier, uh, Uncensored CMO by John Evans. Um, and I know Doug Kessler was particularly a fan of the Electronic Propaganda Society by Matthew Sweezy. Uh, but ultimately, it came down to uh, Adobe's uh, audio white papers for marketing, voiced by Malcolm Actual McDowell, uh, Gasp's Call to Action, Help Scout with Jay Akunzo Against the Grain, which is kind of a video program as well, but that's fine, um, and Pep Layer's How to Win. And by an absolute landslide, call to action took it. Uh, so congratulations to, uh, to Gasp. That was nominated by fractional CMO Graham Fraser. Uh, and Doug said, 
fun and sweary, and it's got a fun voice to it. A good guest list. They package it up well as a show with segments and everything. I like that. Matt, this one stood out for you as well, didn't it? Yeah, it really did. Um, I'm a massive Rolling Stones fan, so the fact that he had um, I Can't Get No Call to Action as a theme tune was... I mean, that's not the sole <laughs> reason, obviously, but okay, okay, I'm, I'm interested from the very first 30 seconds. You've, you've got me. Sure. Um, but no, again, it was everything I love about a podcast where it's just authentic, good conversations. And I listened to a really amazing one the other week with, with Chris Porus. Um, and it was just, it really kind of, it really got to me really, um, really powerful conversation, learning more about the person behind, behind the marketer as well. Um, so I, I loved how that transcended yeah. just kind of the normal marketing conversation. So really deserve winner. Yeah, I'm glad you called that one out because, um, uh, as I mean, Chris Porus is, among other things, um, she runs uh, Proud Lily Whites, and as a um, as a Spurs fan myself, uh, <laughs> and and someone who you know LGBT Spurs fans are among my very favourite people in the world, uh, you know. Always deeply grateful for what Chris does. So to, so to actually hear her interviewed was, um, was super. So brilliant. Well done, uh, to Gasp and the Call to Action podcast. Uh, you are officially the best B2B podcast of all time. Best long form B2B content. So classically, when you think of B2B content, uh, it's long form stuff that often you'll think about. But this category had, in the end, no white papers and no ebooks on the, the shortlist. Um, thanks to Maureen Blanford, founder of Serendipitous, and Jason Miller of Tyke for helping Katie Eddy compile this shortlist for us. Um, having said that, obviously we have good examples. But I think there were fewer than they than they were expecting. Do you think there might be a reason why we might, relatively speaking, see fewer examples in the long form category? I think it's so much harder to maintain people's attention. Is a really simple answer. We're mm. we're in a an environment now where you have seconds to get someone's attention. So you know, so much emphasis is on messaging and short form at the moment. Mm. So for something long form that someone could sit there for more than 15 minutes, if I'm honest, mm. to stand out, all of a sudden this is a very, very challenging category. Uh, and the best really have to have something quite incredible to keep people hooked. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And often the thing is that because they're about something very specific as well, they might not ever reach a very wide audience. I think Andrea Clatworthy made the point, sometimes the best content is so super targeted. It's not even necessarily in the public domain. You know, a lot of these things will be gated. Um, so it's probably quite understandable that we had relatively few to choose from. Um, but we did have some good nominees. And the judges uh, particularly liked After the Virus by Cognizant. But ultimately, the three that they picked and agreed on were Ahrefs, The Beginner's Guide to SEO, Maxon Motor, their product catalogue, and Velocity Partners, The Search for Meaning in B2B Marketing. Now, the vote in this category was really close. There were two votes between first and third place. The winner was Ahrefs. And Matt, this was actually your nomination, wasn't it? Have I tipped the balance with my vote? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, 
to rationale behind it is going back to those points it's, it's got to be something pretty incredible to keep you hooked and this is a piece of content I go back to time and time again as my source of authority and credibility because it's just an incredibly in-depth clever well-written well-structured guide on how to set up fundamentals in seo and it sounds like a, a boring a boring subject but so many people must have to go back to this and go okay now i'm going to jump to this chapter i'm going to go to that chapter and i'm a i'm kind of a weird sucker for content ux as well and the way they just have everything display perfectly on the page they have social proof excellent excellent categorization blending in with videos infographics imagery and really good high quality authoritative um, written content um, mm. it's, it's an absolute treat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, and, and Katie, our senior copywriter here, um, agreed with you. She said, uh, this huge guide could have been overwhelming, but mercifully it's not. The writing's really accessible, but without skimping on detail. It's easy to navigate, and it's visually clean with cute icons and useful diagrams. For Ahrefs, this format is easy to revisit and update when best practice inevitably changes, and it's simple for readers to revisit the relevant bits whenever they want a refresher, just as you've done. So uh, I, I think you're you're both well agreed on that. So uh, congratulations to Ahrefs. Your beginner's guide to SEO is officially the best long-form B2B content of all time. B2B video ad. Okay, I mean, this is the always the eye-catching one, because when you think of, like, when B2B gets creative, when it gets humorous, when it sparks emotion, it's often short videos that we're, we're talking about. So we're really grateful uh, to Joel Harrison, Editor-in-Chief of B2B Marketing, uh, and Bazware's Katie Colborn for helping uh, our Head of Development, Kieran, compile the shortlist. Um, the judges uh, enjoyed Lenovo's metal review video, uh, but with some conflict over whether that was really B2B, the shortlist came down to Adobe Marketing Cloud's Click Baby Click, GE's Datalandia Devamping, Iron Mountain with Iron Mountain Protect Your Backup Tapes, and The Epic Split by Volvo Trucks. This was the closest category. We actually had a tie in the public vote. So we went back to the judges and found that only one had placed in all three of their top three favourites. And that is Iron Mountain. It was originally nominated by Rishi Dastada, who said, How do you make, checks notes, storing backup magnetic tapes interesting? Why not try some rhymes and a charming animation style? Wit and whimsy are rarely used tools in this world. On this evidence, one wonders why. And among the judges, Katie Colborn agreed. She said it's engaged me quite a bit as it used real life examples of things we all do and are guilty of. So it had that emotive and connection element. It was also fast paced and it was funny from the off. What did you think of it, Matt? Yeah, I completely agree with those comments. Um, super engaging. I was kind of wondering what this is at the beginning, because you're like, is this going to be another boring B2B video? Please don't be boring. Mm. And then you're like, okay, no, this is funny. This is interesting. This is engaging. But it, it focused on the problem. It was like, here's a very clear problem, and they've gone about it in a really creative way and given it different environments and then taken it in towards a solution. And it's absolutely perfect for short-form content. It did everything you wanted it to do. And it shows that with a bit of 
thought and a bit of creativity, you can really cut through. Because, I mean, there are some big hitters in this category, right? The epic split, which is many people's, you know, immediate thing that they think about as great B2B content came third in this category, you know, and so you compete with big hitters like Volvo Trucks or, you know, Adobe Marketing Cloud, who, you know, always, and GE, who always do these funny emotional videos, just shows with a bit of thought uh, and a good script, you can really compete uh, on that playing field and, and, and stand out. So well done, uh, Iron Mountain. Yours is the best B2B video ad of all time. content. Now, some of the nominees didn't fit neatly into any category, so we created this extra one. Thanks to Rishi Dastada, who's senior writer at Venture 3, and also a darn fine poet, uh, for helping our senior copywriter Steve get to the bottom of this shortlist. So ultimately, they chose Drawbotics, your favourite TV shows brought to life with amazing 3D floor plans, Gartner, Magic Quadrant, yes, all of it. Hector Agritech and Tudder. And Turtles Kill the PDF campaign. Matt, Rocky helps marketers to get feedback and kind of understand what people really enjoy about their content. So with access to that information, do you see um, new formats, new approaches? You know, if we'd run this in, in five or 10 years time again, might there be completely different kinds of B2B content? What do you think the future might hold? Yeah, it's, it's really interesting because we start to get feedback that you just simply weren't expecting where, um, you know, people are asking for slightly different formats of way things work. So, for example, you, you post a traditional webinar or something like that. It's quite interesting because people go, this is, you know, this is too long. I want to see shorter versions of it. So immediately you were getting data there to go, look, I can take this into more, maybe four or five snippets. I could put it into social short form. I could even take it to YouTube short form and I can make something really interesting and engaging out of a long form piece of content. So there's there's a huge evolution happening and that's what the audience is asking for. It's, it's, it's related to something they consume in a snappier format or go to the precise problem that they're trying to solve. Um, so that's something we're seeing straight away from Rocky at the moment is, um, you know, there is a kind of a move away from longer form. So that's something that's certainly emerging and the other one is around creators as well. That, that goes back to that authenticity piece, less around AI at the moment, but people who can you know, rise up as a profile for their brand. An example is uh, Todd Klauser, who used to be at Refine Labs. He's now at Lavender.ai. Uh, he does an incredible job of just making short comic videos that are related to the problem and the solution of the brand he works for. So yeah, interesting trends emerging, and I think it might gravitate towards those those creative formats in the next couple of years for sure. So more profile for kind of you know individual personalities, and potentially more you know atomization of bigger content pieces. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's um, we're moving to snack form type of stuff. <laughs> we're on a diet from long form, and um, yeah, that's that's certainly what the audience is asking for. But it's very competitive. But it's um, using feedback is a great way of getting an insight as to which are the most juicy bits that you can focus on. So we took the vote for our wildcard content, and Hector Agritech and Tudder, which if you don't know is their dating app for cows. 
Again, it was voted the best content of 2019. It ran away with this category once again. And Rishi Dastida sent us some audio to explain why he thought it was well-deserved. It's a very simple idea. The idea of a dating app for animals, cattle and sheep. Um, I love the whips here. It's a very simple idea, but it's been executed really well. And that cross-pollination just really does cut through and raises a smile. So, well done, Hector Agritech. Tudder is the best, I guess, B2B dating app of all time. The grand final. So, this brings us to the moment of truth. We have our five finalists. Ashore Hedge with the Chicken McNuggets blog, Gasp with the Call to Action podcast, Ahrefs with their uh, SEO guide, Iron Mountain with their hilarious video, and Tudder, the dating app for cows. Matt, are you ready to find out what is officially the best B2B content of all time? Come on, I can't wait any longer. The suspense is killing me. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> In third place, we have Hector Agritech with Tudder. In second place, it's a sure hedge with the Chicken McNugget's secret ingredient is not what you think. And in first place, it's Gasp with the Call to Action podcast. I, don't, I think a few years ago you would have ever thought that the best B2B content of all time would be a podcast. Would you? Definitely not. I don't think people thought podcasts would ever pick up. No one would listen to a B2B podcast. But um, I love this. I love this winner. It's thoroughly deserved. It's, um, it's real content. It's real people doing real things. What is it you love about it? I'm going to say authenticity again. <laughs> it's, it's real. It's real right. people, you know, having a good conversation, finding about their experience, you know, how they got to where they are, their expertise, their knowledge. Beautifully framed, entertaining. Entertaining is probably another key word is, you know, I'd happily listen to it anywhere I go. So, yeah, incredible winner. I mean, obviously, there's an element to it of it's a public vote. You know, and with any competition like this where it's open, of course, it's a it's a subjective choice. Um, you know, and of course, there's an element of who will get people to, to vote for you. But for me, that's kind of why podcasts are so good. It's, you know, it's about getting that community that identify with you. And so the fact that they've won this shows the strength of their community and it shows it's working. Right. Yeah, 100%. And that's what they're kind of designed for. There's there's little subsections of all of our various parts of B2B marketing in different markets. And you want to meet up with fellow people who have the same opinions and kind of the same you know ambitions and thoughts and things like that. It's great to see those communities come together, you know, a loyal fan base and like good authoritative content. Like, so it's a beautiful mix. Yeah, I think the reason that we have the uh, the judges involved in this process uh, to do the shortlisting is I think ultimately um, the winner is always going to be subjective. Everyone's going to have a different view. 
Um, but all of our, our five finalists, indeed, all of, I think, the 19 shortlisted examples um, are worthy winners and hopefully fairly inspiring uh, examples of good B2B content. And that ultimately is what this question was about. It was about you know finding examples, finding ideas, um, finding some inspiration. So hopefully uh, we've managed that. Well done, Gasp. Well done, Giles Edwards. Well done, Call to Action. So there you have it. The best B2B content of all time. Thank you to everybody who nominated. Thank you to everybody who voted. Thank you to all our judges. Uh, and, uh, of course, thank you, Matt, for, for joining us uh, to analyse it and go through these with us. I hope it's been interesting. It's been incredible. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. And, Matt, if people want to hear more from you or hear the Sausage Factory, experience the sausage, uh, where would they uh, find that? So you can find us on any good uh, publishing channel. So we're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts, uh, or you can visit rocky.io. And we're very much trying to dissect what does great content look like in modern B2B um, over all of those formats. So yeah, come and have a look. Through the medium of tasty sausage snacks, presumably. <laughs> through, through sausage-based analogies and jokes, yes. B2B Q&A will be back soon albeit without me. I'd like to thank everyone who's co-hosted over the years, everyone who's let me badger them with impertinent questions, everyone that sent us questions of their own or copywriting pro tips. I'd especially like to thank Emily King and Fiona Campbell-Howes for starting this fabulous podcast. And most of all, I'd like to thank you, listener, uh, for joining me this past 18 or so episodes. Until next time, make great content. Goodbye. Goodbye.